in, I believe that you'll be able to accomplish everything that God has predestined for you to accomplish. Somebody say in 2021. Look at somebody smile at them and say, you made it, you made it, you made it, you made it, you made it. You made it. And, and look at somebody else and say, you look better than what you've been through. You look better, you look better. You do, you look better. Let's stand to our feet all over this place. We're going to say our confessions. And I'm telling y'all, the title is befitting for this message because this message, man, if you allow it to, it is going to heal some things that you have faced and dealt with and went through. And if you really allow God to speak to you through this message today, man, it's going to clear up some things for you and it's going to help you to get to the place that he's predestined for you. Uh, before I say the Greater Words Confessions, I do want you uh, to let you know, some of you know about the 12 pillars that we will be introducing in February, but we're going to confess the 12 pillars today along with our confessions. And I want you to know that these pillars that we're setting up in Greater Works are going to be pillars that we're going to challenge each and every covenant partner to stand with us on so that we can advance the kingdom of God like Gideon and his army. So as you see them for the first time, this is the culture that we're developing here at Greater Works. This is, when you see your brothers and sisters, this is what you're going to be looking at when we say these together, because this is what God has put on our heart for this ministry, and this is where God is taking us, and I'm so excited. But let's get into our confession. Somebody say with an authoritative voice, I am here today, here today. to be trained, trained. to dominate, dominate in every area of my life. I am here to be equipped to fulfill my God-given assignment. I am here to be empowered to advance the kingdom of God. I command my ears, my eyes, and my heart be open to hear and do God's living word today in Jesus' name. All right, let's confess our Greater Works 12 pillars. Somebody say, love, love is who we are. Praying and fasting is our lifestyle. Praise and worship is our weapon. Studying and meditating is our sword. Purity and integrity is our stance. Confessions release our army. But the reality of it is, is that your bride is precious. 
And I thank you for the opportunity that you have given me to serve your bride. And I pray, Lord, that as I honor your bride, that your bride would honor me. Not that I might receive honor alone, but that he who lives in me, the honorable one, might obtain the honor that is due to his name. Father, I pray about the spirit of the living God as I minister your word. I pray that it would be you speaking through me and in me. And I pray that every word that is spoken is received on good ground. For you have set us apart to be a training center, a place where your people can come and grow and develop in you by leaps and bounds. So we thank you that as I minister your word, that everyone under the sound of my voice, that they would hear something that they can live by. They would hear something that would change them. They would hear something that drove them. They would hear something that takes them to a greater place in you. All in agreement, say it is so. It is so. Come on, look at somebody say it is so. It is so. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. So we're still on our series. I'm excited about it. Get in the backseat. Look across the room and tell somebody, get in the backseat. Look at them and tell them, you've been driving long enough. Now it's time for you to give Jesus the will. Give Jesus your priorities. Give Jesus your new Give Jesus your family. Give Jesus everything that belongs to him for you to be able to do what he is calling you to do in these last days. Somebody say it with me one more time. Say, get in the back seat. Get in the back seat. Amen. So we learned last Sunday, we learned three things. The first thing we learned is that if we're going to be able to get in, we're going to have to be able to understand that we can't get in until we make our appeal, until we call upon the Lord. And then the second thing we learn is that we are not able to get into this vehicle known as the body of Christ until we learn how to believe in his prophets. And I also included that there's a prophet in you. His name is the Holy Spirit. So you have to believe in what he's saying and what he's doing in your life as well. Then the third and final thing uh, that I mentioned last Sunday that in order for us to get in, we have to follow God-sent leadership. It's very important. One of the number one things that I believe since I've been called is that God has called me to realign the body of Christ with his agenda. I'm going to say it again. I believe my main calling, what God has set me apart to do, is to realign the body with his agenda. To get everybody on one accord with what pleases him, what he delights in, what his will is. So that we can go where he's taken us. So let's get into the word of God. We're, we're studying Judges. And we're going to Judges, the sixth chapter. I am excited about this message today. Listen, when I tell you the title of this part, part two, you really are going to have to do it. Because this thing is going to hit home for many of us today. Let's look at it. Judges, the sixth chapter. Let's all stand for the honor and reverence of the word real quickly. And let's read it together. Look at what it says. One, two, three. It says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Everizite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, 
if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. You may all be seated. Part two, what I want to talk to you about this morning is put on your seatbelt. Look at somebody around you and say, put on your seatbelt. Look at somebody behind you and say, put on your seatbelt. Put on your seatbelt. After you get in, the next thing you have to do is you have to prepare for the battle. And what I want you to know, in order to prepare for the battle, we need to understand that it's time to prepare to take over. It's time to prepare to take back everything that the enemy has stolen from us. And the way we take it back is we put on our seatbelt because our seatbelt helps us whenever any accidents happen. Our seatbelts help us uh, when any time the car swerves, it helps keeps us in place, it helps keeps us in position, it helps us, keeps us focused right where we need to be for us to be able to take back everything that has been stolen. Somebody say with me, I'm taking back in 2021, I'm taking back my peace, I'm taking back my joy, I'm taking back my resources, I'm believing God that everything that has been stolen from me, somebody say, I'm getting it back. I think Ty Trippett got a song on the park, Take It Back. <laughs> Very powerful. So look, let's get into this. I'm telling y'all, if y'all take notes, if y'all never took notes before in your life, take notes today. I want to encourage you to take notes today. Get your smartphone out. This word is really going to bless some of you. Listen to what it says. It says, Gideon experienced a divine interruption while he was mother hiding from the Midianites. Gideon pressed the wheat in a wine press. This was unusual, you guys, because his family was afraid the enemy would take it from them if they did it openly. God's angels show up to a man, look at this, that was hiding and afraid to call this man Jeremiah to leave. Now, if some of you are honest with me today, the pandemic did the same thing to you. In 2020, the pandemic had you hiding and it had you afraid. So many of us can bear witness to what Gideon was facing. And then we see while he was hiding and afraid, then the angel says to Gideon, look at what he tells him. The Lord is, somebody say it with me, with you. You mighty man of valor. In the Hebrew, what this word mighty man of valor means, the angel was actually saying to Gideon, he was saying, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of strength. He was saying, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of power. He was saying, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of wealth. Responds to the angel. 
to put on your seatbelt in order for you to prepare for battle is transparency. This is a season like none other for us to be transparent with the Lord. When the angel came to Gideon, when you read the story carefully, you're going to see that Minister Stephen, Gideon didn't act like he believed in what the angel was saying. So we see he, didn't, he did not pretend like he believed the Lord was with him. He said, look at what all has happened to us. I don't think the Lord is with us. He didn't act like he was pleased with their position. He wasn't pleased that many of his prayers, like some of you, are not being answered. He did not act like he was satisfied with how things were going. Elder Kristen Gideon was 100% transparent with the angel. Look, if you don't hear anything else today, this is your season to be 110% transparent with the Lord. So, so watch this. Gideon told the angel of the Lord, God has left us and have given us over to the Midianites. Have you ever felt like God has left you? Have you ever been in a place in your life? I know many of us in 2020, a lot of us didn't know where God was, where he was operating. But, but some of us, what we're going to find out in this word today is that although we have not been able to identify it, but we're going to really be want to see the day that we do feel that way a lot of times. So look at this. He told the angel, I hear what you are saying, but things are really bad for us right now. What I want you to know, mother, is that this is your season to get all the way in and fasten your seatbelt. Be transparent with the Lord. Somebody just say, I'm going to be transparent with the Lord. We're about to go somewhere. I want you guys to hear me. You're going to need your seatbelt today. You need to be transparent. Lord, I don't see your hand on my life. Everyone is getting married but me. Why did my first marriage fail? We, we, we have to know that, 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 that when we're transparent with the Lord, we're really sharing with him that we're disappointed with why he didn't move when we prayed for him. So Gideon went to him and he said, this thing ain't working. Lord, Lord, I don't believe this is your will to heal, but I, I am sick and I, I keep praying about it, but, but I'm not getting any results. Somebody say transparency. Lord, Lord I, I don't believe I should give my tithes uh, of my earning with, with, like leadership does. What do I do? I never have it. Lord, Lord, the last ministry I gave, I gave my all to. I, I was hurt. I felt underappreciated. I felt underlooked. I, I felt misused. I felt abused. Transparency. If we are unwilling to go before the Lord in transparency with our unbelief, our fears, and our doubts, we will not be able to stand when the battle starts. Somebody say, put on your seatbelt, put on, put on your seatbelt, put on your seatbelt. See, see, we like to talk to others about how we are hurt by the church. We, 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 we disagree with leadership and the way we feel about our last partner. However, it's not the people we are really upset with, like Gideon, mother. We're upset with God. It's the Lord who we really have a problem with. Even if I take it out on you, Minister Stephen, it doesn't mean that you're the root cause to my frustration. Somebody say transparency. Somebody say this is my season to be transparent. 
this is my season to take my mask off and say, Lord, you did this. Jeremiah the prophet, the Lord sent him on a side and he told the Lord, he said, Lord, you treat me. You told me this was the one for me. You treat me. You told me this was the ministry for me. You treat me. You told me these were the people I should connect with. Why have it fallen through? Somebody say with me, transparency. Somebody say, today I'm walking out of here healed. Today I'm walking out of here whole. Today I'm walking out of here recovered. See, some of you are afraid to face the giants that the reality of it is your problem is not with people, but you're like Gideon. God, you did this to me. A lot of people today, they think we're still in the old dispensation where we can't go before the Lord and tell them how we really feel. But I want everybody under the sound of my voice to recognize that God wants you to tell him that you, you dis, he disappointed you. He wants you to tell him, I was dependent on you about this. He wants you to be real with him so that he really can heal what has been broken. And the reason why a lot of times we don't know we're frustrated with the Lord because of this reality right here. We believe the Lord sent us to the last church that hurt us. We believe the Lord connected us with the last man or woman we dated or married that bruised us. We believe it was the Lord that told us to give tithes first, but nothing changed and things got worse. We believe the Lord wants you to be further alone. You believe the Lord wants you to be further along in the faith than you are right now. So a lot of times, what do we do, Elder Christian? We pretend to be somewhere that we're not. Lord, you did this to me. Listen to me today. You cannot put on your seatbelt and prepare for battle until you are willing to be transparent with the Lord. Somebody say, this is my season. Come on, talk to me. This is my season to be transparent with the Lord. Some of us, we have parents. Come on, can I be real? We have a father, we have a mother, and we, we're disappointed with them and how they treat us. But the reality of it is, God, you knew who my parents were going to be. You knew who was going to have me. And a lot of people don't understand, Elder Christian, is that a lot of our frustration and our bitterness is toward him, but we don't want to openly say it. But somebody say, today is the day for me to be transparent. Today I'm going to be healed because I'm going to the person that I'm holding 100% responsible if I don't tell anybody else about it. And the reason we got to be transparent, Elder Parker, is because God sees you. You're still believing this is why we got to be transparent, because God sees you when you're still drowning. This, this is why we got to be transparent, is because God sees you and you're still wounded. Let's go to Psalms 139 Division, 1 through 8. We're going to get right in January. Somebody said, we're going to get right in January. Uh, look at what it says in Psalms 139 Division, 1 through 8. Look at what it says. It says, oh Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me you know when I sit down and when I rise up my entire life everything I do you understand my thoughts from afar you scrutinize my path 
and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Verse 6, such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in Sheol, the needle world, the place of the dead, behold, you need to hear me this morning. God, God knows all, and it's time for you to open up to him. Yeah. You have opened up to your brother. You have opened up to your sister. Some of you have opened up to your spouse. But this is your season to be transparent with the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Look at what Jesus told his disciples. He said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find what? Rest unto your souls. When we put that seatbelt on in the back seat, we find rest and confidence because we believe who's ever behind that wheel is going to get us to the destination that we are determined to get to together. Gideon was so successful because of his transparency with the Lord. He told the angel, you know, it was almost like uh, Minister uh, Edward, he told the angel, like, how dare you show up here acting like you go do something? Years, we've been hurt. Ah. The last seven years, we've been bleeding. Now, here you come alone. You've been in ministry three years, but I've been bleeding for 14 I've been struggling since I was a teenager. My God. So, Angel, you go show up now, now, now things are going to change. Now you're telling me to get in the backseat. Now you're telling me to put my seatbelt on. I'm here to tell somebody today, I don't know how long you've been hurt. I don't know how long you've been bleeding. I don't know how long you've been frustrating. But God sent me to, 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 to cause every wound to be recovered. Every, every heart affliction to be recovered. Every mind affliction to be recovered. If you're willing to hear the word of the Lord, I'm telling you 2021 is not just going to be a breakout year, but you're going to be over flooded with the joy that you haven't experienced in a long time, with the peace that you have not experienced in a long time, with the love that you have not experienced a long time. Somebody say 2021 is my year where I'm letting go and I'm letting God. Listen to me this morning. Transparency will bring you into rest. So the first key that I want to give you, and listen, I want y'all to be, I want to be real as possible with y'all. I'm not making light of your bleeding. I'm not making light of your drowning. You went through some serious things at that church. I'm not making light of the last relationship that fell through. But the reality of it is, somebody say, it's time to turn the chapter. It's time to enter into a new season. So the first key I want to encourage you today, put on your seatbelt to prepare for battle. You have to be transparent, transparency. You have to allow God to heal you this year. 
He wants you to fully trust him. He wants you to be planted where he sends you and not leave a God-ordained place because of old wounds, because of your bleeding, because of your drowning. You know, what we do a lot of times, and we don't know it, it shows up in relationships, Minister uh, Stephen. What we do is we treat the person who we're in relationship now with the way the person we got out of relationship with treated us. A lot of times we come to ministries, the ministries didn't hurt you, the leadership didn't hurt you, but you treat what they did to you in the past, you treat them the same way that you're treating your now season. Somebody say, you gotta let go your past to embrace where God has now sent you for you to move forward and trust that God has sent you somewhere not to be hurt again, but to be healed. Not to be bruised again, but to be restored. So he sent many of you here to be healed, to stop your bleeding, and for you to recover from drowning. But what do you got to do? You must allow God to heal you, to receive what I am saying and see that God is, somebody saying, my life in this year, hallelujah, God is making all things new. You, you know, uh, Minister Donald, he's not here, but, one, you know, they pick on me, my mother and, and my family, because they say, man, your memory is bad. You know, you don't remember this. You don't, but, but really what happened, Minister uh, uh, Edward, is that God really wiped out of my memory things that I didn't need there. Because I would never claim anything anybody say about me if it's not in line with the word. The word of God says in Proverbs, the memory of the just is blessed. Look at somebody say, you got to know your word. My memory is blessed. <laughs> Look at somebody say, my memory is blessed. I know you've been speaking against your memory. Say, my memory is blessed. I'm remembering the things that are necessary to help me move forward. And I'm forgetting the things that are trying to keep me in bondage, that is trying to keep me in my past, that is trying to keep me thinking about what this person did to me and what that person did to me. I'm letting it go and I'm going before the person that I know was 100% in the middle of it whether I liked it or not I'm going to be transparent with the Lord yes, hallelujah look at somebody say my conversation is about to change with the Lord of this seat. I need to I need to ask some questions why this family Lord come on <laughs> look at somebody say put on your seatbelt put on your seatbelt all right, so the first key, we need to buckle our seat. We need to be transparent with the Lord. Let me give you the second key. This is going to really, this showed up in the word of God. It blessed my life. The second key to put on your seatbelt and to prepare for battle is, look at somebody and say, own your assignment. Own your assignment. You know, one of the, one of the things that's amazing, Elder Kristen, to me, I never saw a place where people push responsibility like in the church. Man, they push responsibility. Unless you're on staff, brother, they say, that ain't my job. Well, if pastor was doing this, then we'll be a father like everything. <laughs> Look at somebody say, own your assignment. Why did God send you here? What did God call you to do here? Own your assignment. Don't make excuses about what God has called you to do. If you're going to get in in this season and put on your seatbelt, you must own your assignment. Let's go to Judges. Let's go to Judges, the sixth chapter. I'm a mess with my wife, but, you know, in our house, 
you know, me and, you know, y'all understand, if anything go wrong, it's my fault. I, I did something. <laughs> you know, the other day, you know, we got, we got two offices, and, and the other day, you know, she, she looked at me weird. She said, uh, the light's not working in here. And I said, well, I've been using the office downstairs. But she said, oh, you need to do something about that. The light. I said, wait, 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 wait. How did the light in your office become my responsibility? Now you can't stand on the chair and put it up. Some of your husband is like, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you feel my pain. Like, everything's my responsibility. And then, y'all know she's an elder, too, at the church, right? So, you know, when anything go wrong at the church, she'd be like, well, you the pastor. And so, you know, it wouldn't have happened if I was the pastor, but you the pastor. No, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Huh? But, but she let me know, though. And I be trying to tell her, but hold on, you an elder. You an under-shepherd. You supposed to be helping me. She Jasmine, she passed that responsibility quickly. Judges, the sixth chapter, the 14th verse. Look at this. Then the Lord turned to him and said, y'all go learn. I'm telling y'all, it's about to get good. Go in the might of yours. This is what he tell Gideon. He says, go in the might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, look at, look at him being transparent. Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So look at this. When you read the story carefully, you will see that when Gideon was transparent with the Lord, he thought God was going to give him an answer. Look what he did. The Lord didn't give him an answer to his complaints. He put him on assignment. Some of you are about to get a breakthrough today. Watch this. Some of you want to be healed before you follow God's sent leaders. Some, some of you want to be restored before you walk in your anointing. Some, some of you want to be rescued before you own your own assignment. The angel of the Lord told Gideon, go while you're hurt. He told Gideon, go while you're afraid. He told Gideon, go while you don't understand he told Gideon go while you are recovering listen to me this morning when you own your assignment you will be healed when you go when, when you own your assignment you will be rescued when when you go when, when you own your assignment you will be restored when when you go, somebody say, I'm going to go, Lord, wherever you send me in this seat, whatever you assign me to do, I'm not going to question and I'm not going to think twice about it. I'm going to go because I need to be healed. I'm going to go because I need to be delivered. I know I've been bruised. I know I've been bleeding. Pastor was talking about me. I know I'm drowning, but I see now that I need to go because as I go, the water is going to get uh, uh, less deep than it is right now. As I go, I'm going to get closer and closer to the surface so that I can one day walk on dry land and experience the freedom that you have called me to somebody shout with me i'm a go what god is trying to show you today is your healing your deliverance your breakthrough is locked up in your assignment some of you god spoke to me specifically that you're going to recover 
in your assignment. Look at what Jesus said in Luke, the 17th chapter. Look at this, very powerful. Luke, the 17th chapter, the 12th, the 12th uh, through 14th verse. Look at what it says. It says, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, somebody say, as they went, they were cleansed. Jesus told these 10 men, go and you will be healed on the way. Some of you don't know, but your healing is wrapped up in your assignment. You've been asking God, questioning God, inquiring, Lord, when am I going to get over this? When am I going to get my breakthrough? When am I going to get to my next dimension in you? I know there's more in you. And God is saying today, own your assignment. Own your assignment. Own your assignment. Whatever I've called you to do, wherever you have been placed, whatever leadership have asked of you, own your assignment. And you're going to see as you go and release my healing, healing is going to hit your house. As you go and release my anointing, the anointing is going to hit your house. As you go and release my unity, unity is going to enter into your family. As you go and release my oneness, oneness is going to enter into your marriage. As you go, then you will be healed. Somebody say, in this season, I'm owning my assignment. I, I don't care what others say. I don't care what others do. But this message is for me. I'm going to own my assignment. I've been going after it half-heartedly. But Lord, I see you trying to do much greater in my life. So today, I'm making up my mind. I'm going to put on my seatbelt. And I'm going to own my assignment. So some of you felt that you should hold off on being fully committed. You felt because of your wounds that you should hold off on being fully dedicated. You, you felt that because of you were drowning, you should not be fully planted to follow God's sent leaderships because of what you're facing. But, but you need to know this today that your healing is not in waiting in this season. Your healing is in going. The Lord gave Gideon an assignment, and after he was fully transparent, he told him to go. We have to know today that it's time out for play. It's time for us to be like soldiers in the army of the Lord and take our commands and go after it, not with some of our hearts, but with all of our hearts. So can I ask you a couple questions? What assignments are you neglecting because you are hurt? Can we get real today? What assignments... What assignments are you neglecting because you are wounded? What assignments are you neglecting because you are drowning? Look at somebody across the room in the eye and tell them to put on their seatbelt. Put on your seatbelt. Put on your seat. It's time for you to prepare. We about to go to war. Put on your seatbelt. Don't, I don't want you to be taken out in battle. Put on your seatbelt. I, I don't want the enemy to be able to ensnare you in battle. Put on your seatbelt. Pastors trying to help you in these next season to be able to stand and tell the devil, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So look at what happened. Gideon started owning his assignment through constant communication and confirmation uh, uh, with the Lord. 
he grew in his confidence in Christ. Man, you guys need to read through this story because Gideon is something else. But what I love about Gideon, he was so transparent. He wanted the, the Lord to do some extra activities just to get him on board. And a lot of times what we don't understand, uh, uh, Jarrell, is that the Lord will meet us where we are. So, so if you need that extra, you know, a lot of people just think the Lord will give you a dream to be an evangelist or give you a title as an elder and then it's done. But the Lord a lot of times will reveal to us what he has called us to be before we're walking in what we're titled or what we're calling it. And the reason he does that is because he gives us time to be able to fulfill what he knows we need time to fulfill. So Gideon started owning his assignment. He started telling the Lord, let me put this fleece out. He started telling the Lord, let me do this, that, and the other. And the Lord cooperated with him. And what I loved about Gideon is when he began to own his assignment, this is very powerful, the angel told him to do something he was afraid to do, and he did it afraid. Look at somebody across the room and say, if you're afraid, do it afraid. Do it afraid. He was so dedicated. He was so determined. He was so ready that he refused to allow fear. He refused to allow unbelief. He refused to allow past hurts, past abuse, past mismanagement to stop him from doing his assignment. I don't know about y'all, but when I go to heaven, when I see God face to face, I want him to tell me, son, in every season of your life, you did everything I told you to do. You didn't allow people's thoughts of you. You didn't allow uh, the way people viewed you. You didn't allow what even your wife might have said or your family might have said. You stay focused, dead center focused, and you did what I told you to do. So Gideon did it afraid. My God, it is a new season, and I want to encourage you when you put your, uh, put on, when you put on your assignment or you own your assignment, even if you are afraid, don't let fear stop you. From doing your assignment it's amazing to me we're in a whole new uh year and i refuse I'm, I'm the type of person when i turn the chapter i refuse to look back at last year but it's a lot of people in january and they're still thinking it's 2020. they're still thinking uh, 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 uh we're in the last season that we were in somebody say it's a new season and you got to step into that new season and the way you're going to do that is that when you give, you need to give it all to the Lord. When you serve, you need to serve the Lord. When you fast, you need to fast to the Lord. When you minister, you need to do it for the Lord. Whatever you're going to do in this season, can I encourage you? Can I encourage you? Can I encourage you? Do it as unto the Lord. Second Timothy, look at what it says. First seven. It says, for God has not given us what? The spirit of fear, but of what? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we need to understand that in this season, God is trying to bring us to a place where we do it even if fear might show up. So let's look at what happened, and, and this is going to lead us into our third and final key. Let's look at what happened next after this happened. Let's go to Judges, the 6th chapter, 25th through the 27th verse. Look at what it says. It says, Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull. Now Gideon's confident. He's like, I'm owning my assignment. What do you want me to do? The second bull of seven years old and tear down, look at what he tell him, the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord, your God, on top of this rock 
in the proper arrangement and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down verse 27 so Gideon took 10 men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him but because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day look at what the Bible says he did it by night Third and final uh, key that I want to give you for those who are taking notes and those who are going to put on their seatbelt in this season, tear down, cut down, and rebuild. Say that with me. Tear down, cut down, and rebuild. Come on, say that again. Tear down, cut down, and rebuild. The first assignment, very powerful. We need to see this. Gideon's first assignment was not to go round up the troops or to blow the trumpet for his first assignment, God sent him where? <laughs> Deacon, Deacon Burrell, you see in this, his first assignment, his enemy was the Midianites, Anakites, Jasmine, but he sent them where? Back to his own house. Jeremiah, you looking at this, there was Baal worship in his own house. There, there was, were wooden images in his own own house there there were sacrifices being made to other gods where in his own house the lord told gideon go get your house in order we're so quick, Minister uh, uh, Edward, to look at somebody else's house. Uh, they need some new windows. Come on, Steve. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them bricks are falling apart. Come on, somebody. They need a new roof. But, but God didn't send him on assignment for other people. He sent him on assignment to get his own house in order. Look at somebody and say, you need to get your own house in order before you look at pastor's house. You need to get your own house in order before you look at Minister Marina's house, before you're barking up Dr. Martin's tree or, or Elder Parker or, 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 or Elder Lightfoot's tree. You need to get your own house in order. Look at somebody say, put on your seatbelt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to tear down every lie of the enemy. It's time to cut down everything he has brought up against you. And it's time to rebuild. We need to recognize that the altar of Baal, Baal was considered by the Canaanites the god of fertility. Listen to me. It's the god we don't know it in America that is being worshipped more than any other god. They worship this false god because they believe he was able to produce crops. In America, we believe this God is able to produce Mercedes. <laughs> they believe he was able to produce cattle. In America, we believe this God is able to cause our business to flourish. Livestocks and babies. The altar wasn't set up by Gideon, but it was still in his house. It might not have been set up by you, but the Lord is instructing you, if it's in your house, it's time to tear down, cut down, and rebuild. If there's incense being burned in your house, can I talk to you? Uh, I don't care if she's your cousin, your sister, your, your, your auntie. 
it's time to tear down <laughs> cut down they say you didn't even buy that i know but as long as it's in this house and i'm in this house i'm not allowing witchcraft in this house as as long as it's in this house and i'm in this house you need to tell your teenagers i'm not allowing fornication in this house. as long as it's in this house and i'm in this house i'm not allowing weed i don't care if you say it came from the earth and you talking about it's Friday and you ain't got nothing to do. As long as it's in this house, I'm tearing it down. I'm cutting it down and I'm rebuilding. This is a season. God is not looking for wimps, elder hicks. God is looking for men and women that will put their heads up and say, wherever I go, I'm tearing it down. If it don't serve my God, wherever I go, I'm cutting it down. If it doesn't glorify my God, wherever I go, I'm rebuilding because I'm determined to get in and I put my seatbelt on and if God calls me to run over your idol that's exactly what I do I'm not getting out of the car if God runs over your incense if God runs over your witchcraft if God runs over your pride I'm gonna sit in the back seat and say God you a heck of a driver keep moving if you want me to push the gas for you give me a pedal in the back because I'm not backing down because in this season I'm determined wherever God takes me that's where I'm going. Yes, I'm letting go of past hurts. Yes, I'm letting go of my frustration with my old leaders. Yes, I'm letting go of my bleeding and my drowning. I'm letting it go because nothing is going to stop me from getting to where God has taken me. Now, 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 what I want you to know is that I'm not mad at you if you don't want to sit in the back seat with me. I'm concerned about my own house first and the reason I'm concerned is because that's the assignment that God would send me to first look at this his dad set up the altar but God sent him on assignment to tear down something his father has set up. what has your father set up in your lineage that you have been holding up in honor was it pride that he set up that you refuse to let down because the pride that has been set up is your only way of really identifying with him what what is he set up that you're refusing to follow the father of fathers and the king of kings i'm tearing it all down so their disobedience look at what happened to these people led them into captivity their captivity led them to Baal worship. Their disobedience led them into lack. God didn't lead them into lack. Their disobedience to God led them into lack. It's a difference. And then they allowed their lack that their disobedience led them into to lead them into worshiping something other than other than God they were worshiping Baal in their house and this is what we have to be careful not to do in this season and crying out to God in the streets and in the temple so look at what was taking place in these people's lives in secret they were practicing sin in secret they were lying cheating stealing cussing 
people out, misusing people, undermining leadership, doing their own thing, depressed, shacking, etc., worshiping Baal. And then when they got in public, Minister Marina, it, it kind of changed. In public and in the temple, they, they kind of switched their role up. They, they were praising and worshiping. They, they actually had permission to teach and testify and serve and give and love and smiling, serving God. The Lord told Gideon, and I'm telling y'all, tear it down. Whatever you are in private, you need to be in public. The Bible says, Minister Stephen, a double-minded man is unstable. Not in some of his ways, but in all of his ways. We have to be stable in this season. And God is saying, if anything has been found in your life, when you're one way with one group of people, and you're another way with another group of people, or you're some kind of way in private that you're not in public, God told Gideon, tear it down, even if you're not responsible for building it. Look, y'all need to hear me. Y'all need to hear me. That last relationship helps you build that anger. That last, that last church helped you build that frustration. Even if you didn't build it, God told Gideon, it's got to come down before you can face your real enemies. I hope somebody is hearing me today because the enemies you're facing right now from your past are not your real enemies. God is trying to take you into a new dimension, a new place of grace, a new place of power, a new rank. But if you're still struggling with your enemies of the past, you won't be able to face the Midianites, the Anakites, those individuals that have been taking everything from you. God told he told Gideon, he said, listen, I know you didn't build it. They hurt you for real. They bruised you for real. You're drowning for real. But look at what he told him. He said, tear it down. So if Gideon would have tried to go after the Midianites before he set his house in order, he would have never prevailed. The angel of the Lord did not send Gideon to go back to his house to wait until his house agreed with what God said. Some of us are waiting on people to agree with what God has said about your life, about your assignment, and about what God has called you to do. And, and you're hindering yourself by waiting on somebody else to agree. All you need to do is agree with what God has said, and God will pull anybody and everybody that he has in your house along with you. That's why the Bible says, as for me and my whole house, we will serve the Lord. Because if you serve the right way, God will pull those alongside of you. So Gideon's assignment was to go tear down everything God did not set up. God cut down every lie that you allowed to stand. And then his assignment was to rebuild the altar of the Lord. We're almost done. So to rebuild, look at what it means. We have to rebuild the what? The truth of God's word. We have to rebuild the worship of God alone. We have to rebuild the place of God in the family. We have to rebuild the commitment to the God of heaven. We have to rebuild the dedication to the things of God. We have to rebuild. This is big. God has been dealing with me about honor. The honor, the reverence, and the respect that is due to him. Him alone. So fathers, can I talk to y'all for a second? We must rebuild the altar of God in our homes. The truth of God's word. The worship of God alone, the place of God in the family, the commitment to the God of heaven, the dedication to the to the things of God, the honor, the reverence and the respect that is due to him. Mothers, can I talk to you real quickly? 
we have to as mothers the truth of God we have to rebuild it in our homes of God's word the worship of God alone the place of God in the family the commitment to the to the God of heaven the dedication to the things of God the honor the reverence and the respect that is due to him we must teach our children, our spouses, and all that lives with us. What do we must teach them? Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the reason why I'm determined, Elder Hicks, for me and my house to serve the Lord, because Jesus said a parable that if I don't build my house on a rock, then when the storms and the flood and the things come, if I build my, my, my house on my own intellect, if I build my house on what I think is right and what don't care what other people think about, it, if I don't build my house on the rock, on the word of God, then my house is going to fall. So I have to be determined. So let me share with you real quickly how you do that. First, first we teach them by example this is how you build second we do what we teach them by patience we have to be patient third we teach them by love fourth we teach them by faith fifth we teach them by prayer six we teach them by sacrifice seven we teach them by our endurance can I help somebody today we don't teach them by compromising we don't teach them by impatience we don't teach them by settling we don't teach them by controlling. We don't teach them by belittling them. We don't teach them by anger. We don't teach them by seduction. Listen, more than ever, this is your season to tear down, cut down, and rebuild in love, rebuild in faith, rebuild in hope, rebuild in patience, rebuild in prayer, rebuild in sacrifice, rebuild in endurance, and rebuild in expectation. As we conclude, when Gideon got his house in order, very powerful as we look through this story the people wanted to kill him but his father knew he did the right thing his father was the one that set up the bell worship but when he took his place and did the assignment of the Lord the father look at this Steve is the one who stopped him from being killed the father was the one that built the thing in his house that was error before God but when he tore it down the father said you're right for tearing that down. We were getting nowhere fast with that being built up. I know I built it, but you were right about that. I believe some of you, your house is going to come into line with you when you do things God's way. So let's look at what happened next. The last and final thing, and we're closing. Look at this, Judge. I need you to see this. When you do your assignment, my God, this thing took off in my heart. Judges 6, 33 through 35. How much time I got? 23 seconds. Give me five more minutes. Then all the Midianites and Amalites. Look at this. Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together, and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord, what happened? Came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Aborites gathered behind him, and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also gathered behind him. He also sent messengers to Asher, Zubalin, Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. Now watch this. When Gideon put on his seatbelt, when Gideon made up his mind to be transparent with the Lord, when Gideon made up his mind that he was going to own his assignment, when Gideon made up his mind that he was going to tear down, cut down, and rebuild the altar of the Lord, look at what happened. 32,000 men gathered with him 
to go to battle because they knew he was prepared. All I'm trying to tell you today is it's time for you to be prepared. If you stay in your past and you allow the bondage of your past to keep you from preparation, you would never be able to stand in this battle. Gideon said, I know things don't look like right right now, but I'm determined to get in the back seat and put on my seatbelt and the Lord sent him supernatural help. Can I prophesy to some of you as you get in place and as you put on your seatbelt, supernatural help is, got, is about to hit your house, is about to hit your family, is about to hit your resources. Supernatural help is about to line itself up with you. 32,000 men showed up amazingly to help Gideon in battle to defeat their enemies and God came on Gideon he blew the trumpet and a supernatural sound was released to call for the army of the Lord I want to tell you today the army of the Lord is coming to help us take over and take back everything that the enemy has stolen for us but we must prepare I'm telling y'all, I see a wave hitting, not just this city, but the body of Christ. But if the soldiers that are already in the army are unwilling to prepare, then we got to get the new soldiers that are coming in, and we got to believe God to prepare them in a short period of time because you refuse to be transparent with the Lord because you refuse to own your assignment because you refuse to tear down and cut down and rebuild I don't know about you but every assignment that God has given me I'm ready to own it I'm ready to walk in it I'm ready to carry out what God has called me to carry out because I want to be a part in order for me to be a part these last three steps I must be transparent as we stand into our feet I must be transparent with the Lord I must own my assignment and I must tear down, cut down, and rebuild. God is about to send a flood. I believe it. I believe it. A flood, a flood, a flood. Let's just lift our hands in worship. Father, we thank you for your word today. I know it wasn't an easy word to hear, but I pray that everyone has heard, oh, Father. I pray that they would allow you to come in and that they would allow you to do what you and you alone can do. You're the only one that is able to heal. You're the only one that is able to deliver. You're the only one that is able to set free. Today, we humble ourselves before you. And we're praying, oh, Father God, that even leaders in the body, Lord, that you would bring them into healing in this season. Some of them have been smitten, have been wounded, have been bleeding, have been drowning, and feel underappreciated, feel as if, oh, Father God, they do not fit. Help them to see that they're only not fitting because they're wounded. They're only not fitting because they're bleeding. They're only not fitting because they're drowning. Heal and bring whole, wholeness into their life for them to experience your abundant grace, your lavish love. Today we surrender to you, Father. You're the God of all ages. We know that you can do anything but fail. We're praying for those who are in marriages. Lord, today that you would help them to restore the faith of God and the unity of God in their marriages. That one won't be on assignment and the other is doing something else. That one won't serve you and the other wants to worship Baal. We pray for unity. 
oneness in the families. We're even praying for mothers and fathers that are raising their children. We're asking, oh, Father, that both be on one accord with you in this season to worship and serve you alone. We love you, Father. We praise you. We bless you. If you're watching us online or if you're here today and you haven't given your life to the Lord, we want to give you that opportunity. If you're saying, Pastor, I heard you, that thing hit home and, and I've been holding some things in my heart I found out today against the Lord and, and you just want to say, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to stop bleeding. I'm ready to stop being wounded. You know, because what I found out is that as much as we try to hide our wounds, as much, Minister, Minister uh, Dennis, as we try to hide us from bleeding or we're drowning, it's going to show up. And, and the crazy thing about it is that it shows up in the places that we didn't think it'll show up. Our wounds will show up in our prayer life if we're not careful. It'll show up in our relationship. We'll pour it if we're not careful over those who we serve or over those who are serving us. If we're not careful, we'll pour our drowning on our spouses and they'll be drowning with us. And I say, Lord, why is that? Why, why is it that these things show up the way that they do like that? And he said, son, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes you say things or you rem reminisce about things and you don't know why that thing is so fresh in your heart and in your mind as it was when the day you found out about it or the day it happened but the reality of it is it's because you're wounded but what I love about the church is it's okay to be wounded it's okay to be bleeding it's okay to be drowning because we have a savior that is able to heal if you take your mask off we have a savior that is able to deliver if you stop being prideful we have a savior that is able to touch if you allow him to touch you we didn't get into ministry just to have a a luxury of us coming together with people of our own culture people that believe the same things as we believe we got into ministry because they're people that are hurting there are people that are bleeding. There are people that are drowning. And if we're in the faith and we can't admit when we're drowning, if we're in the faith and we can't admit when we're bleeding, if we're in the faith and we can't admit when we're wounded, what are we going to produce? Jesus, I believe, Elder Christian, was more upset with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, not just because of their hypocrisy, but because whenever you're hip, you, you're being hip, you know a hypocrite then when you produce disciples they becomes two times what you are and you're wondering what did I do wrong with this one they got a double dose of what you had in you that you were unwilling to allow the Lord to deal with you about I'm telling you I, I'm not I'm not going in my future and producing anything that's less than me Listen, Minister Stephen, in our future, we shouldn't strive to produce anything that is less than us. If I went to a regular college, I'm believing God that my kids would go to Ivy Leagues. Come on. Because 
the portion that I want to pour out into them is not for them to be worse, but for them to be greater. But if I hide my wounds, ah, man, I hope somebody is hearing me. I'm because God, God is not, listen, the Bible says, Romans 8, 8, 8, 1, it says, there is now no condemnation. Somebody say, I cannot be condemned. It doesn't matter what the enemy try to throw my way, but the reality of it is, I can fall in battle, and if you fall, Elder Hicks, in battle, then now I got more men to fight because you failed. But if you prepare, and I prepare, then one shall chase a thousand. Two shall put 10,000 to flight. If you're watching us live and you want to give your life to the Lord, let's just believe God for, for souls to be saved. We want you to just repeat this, repeat this simple prayer with us. Say, Father in heaven, I give you my life. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me for all of my sins. I turn away from my sins to you. I ask, Lord, that you would heal me, deliver me, and set me free. I believe that on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. And based on my faith, I'm saved according to the word of God. If you're watching live and you've been wounded, you've been hurt, I don't know who did it. You didn't build, you didn't build that tower bell. Somebody else might have built it in your life. If you're watching, I want you to repeat after me and say, Father, I thank you for this word. I'm asking that you would heal me. I'm asking that you would deliver me. I'm asking that you would rescue me. Father, I want more of you in my life. But I've been stuck because of my hurt pains, my hurt past. I'm asking that you would deliver me, set me free, breathe on me so that I could be used as a vessel of honor in Jesus' mighty name.